everyone. Welcome back to Centura Health Training Center for another episode of Broncos Now. As always, I'm your host, Sydney Jones. And coming up on today's episode, the Broncos return back to Empower Field at Mile High in just three days to take on the Washington Commanders. We'll hear from all three coordinators today and cornerback Pastor Tan. Plus, Commander Senior Writer Zach Selby joins the show to take a look at this matchup from the Commander's perspective. All that and more coming up. Broncos held another day of practice here as they're now just three days away from their week two matchup versus the Washington Commanders. And today we heard from cornerback Pat Sertan as he spoke to the media and discussed how he approaches every week and every opponent. Yeah, scheme first. I look at it as, you know, guys running the routes within the scheme. Uh, certain concepts will dictate that uh, by their splits, um, by the way, how they align. Uh, and, you know, I mean, you could just tell by their mannerisms off the ball, big in the ball tonight. So, um, you know, just little details like that. Sertan also went on to talk about the commander's playmakers and how they'll look to defend them this Sunday. They got two good receivers uh, in Dawson and McLaurin. Um, they're pretty versatile in their scheme. Uh, they can match up anywhere on the field. So, um, you know, they use those guys well uh, within their play calling style. And uh, those are two playmakers, obviously. You know what I mean? So um, defensively, we've got everything schemed up. You got a plan for them as well, too. So. You know, it's going to be an exciting matchup. And on the other side of the ball, offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi talked today about the challenges the commander's defense presents. Oh, I mean, there's four challenges, really. I mean, they're, uh, you know, number, again, I don't know if Chase Young's playing. I know that he practiced uh, in a limited fashion yesterday, but that's four first-rounders who've lived up to their billing. Um, you know, edges can rush, can set edges inside, really good rusher, strong. I mean, it's just... Um, no weak spots at all, so it's going to take, uh, you know, all the offensive linemen, tight ends, everyone in order to, to execute against those guys. Plus, wide receiver Jerry Judy was a full participant at practice today, and Coach Lombardi talked about what it will mean to have him back out on the field on Sunday. Yeah, he's a, he's a great um, route runner, so someone you feel really good when he's matched up man-to-man. Um, so when you recognize that, you know, someone that you – uh, you look too early as a quarterback, you know, a guy that consistently can get separation. Um, and so just the more the more receivers that you have that can win those one-on-one matchups, the easier it is. So um, just, you know, definitely be good to have him back. Defense coordinator Vance Joseph also talked today about the Broncos' pass rush and how important it will be to get that going in week two. It's absolutely important. You know, obviously last week we didn't have much pressure on the quarterback and the third down, you know, win percentage showed that. You know, so obviously pressure on the quarterback and getting him off his spot, you know, and winning third downs is going to be critical in this game. Uh, last week's game, the third downs is where we kind of, you know, fell off, you know, that in penalties. You know, so, you know, winning third downs is always going to be for us a top priority because that limits possessions, it limits points, you know, so that's always going to be important for us to pressure quarterbacks and to win third downs. Now it's time to take a look at today's injury report. Tight end Greg Dulcich and outside linebacker Frank Clark did not participate at practice today. Meanwhile, wide receiver Jerry Judy, defensive tackle DJ Jones, and cornerback Riley Moss were all full participants. Now joining me on Broncos now is Washington Commanders senior writer Zach Selby to take a look at this weekend's matchup from the Commanders' perspective. Zach, how's it going? Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, it's it's been a great week so far. Um, the one thing that I love about the NFL season is that it happens fast and slow at the same time. So all of a sudden it's Thursday, but it feels like we were going through just like a desert to get here. But um, <laughs> you know, it's going to be my first trip to Denver. 
Uh, oh, so really? I'm very, very excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, excited to have you here. Uh, how are things just going over there in Virginia this week? How's practice been? Uh, practice has been pretty good. Um, you know, it's obviously we're we're now past the first game of the new regime with with Josh Harris and his group of, of partners taking over the franchise. Now it's more like, all right, we're just focusing on football now. Now we're past all the 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 first of everything. And I mean, practice has been it's been weird because yes, like the Commanders won um, on Sunday, twenty to sixteen, but nobody in that locker room on Sunday felt pleased at all with the way they performed. Uh, everyone was basically like, yeah, we won. That's great. But we left a lot of opportunities out in the field and we could have done a lot better than what we put out there. Um, and honestly, the, the practices practices and the locker room availabilities have kind of echoed that as well. Like they're not resting on their laurels, which I think maybe sometimes like this team would have done in previous years. And even Charles Leno said that, like, you know, there were, there were other teams that he's been on with Washington where they might have been ecstatic about getting that win. Uh, last week and then just kind of carry that momentum over but no like they're they're saying no like this is not up to our standards we can be better and I think I think from what I've seen in camp and what I've seen last week practices like they can definitely be better so I'm very interested to see what version of Washington comes to Denver this weekend. Yeah, I know Commanders quarterback Sam Howell talked this week about that, about some of the things he wants to fix moving into week two. But looking at his week one performance, Zach, what really impressed you about what he was able to do out there that maybe this Broncos defense should be on the lookout for? Well, I think there, there are a couple of things. I think generally the, the bounce back ability, I think, is is a pretty big key for him. That's something that Ron Rivera and Eric Bieniemy have talked about a lot. And you saw the, the negatives of being a second-year quarterback in his second career start, right? You had the interception the ugly fumble, uh, strip sack that was returned for a touchdown. Neither of those are great, but he, did, he didn't really let it rattle him. And, you know, we were talking to some people in the locker room afterwards, and we asked them, like, hey, what did he do after these mistakes? And he was, they said they were like, yeah, okay, you know, that's fine, which they all love. They all love his ability to just kind of put the past behind him and just look forward to the next drive. But in terms of what he does on the field, I've always really been impressed with his ball placement. Um, you know, he puts the ball in a lot of areas where only the receiver can make that catch. And there was a really nice across the field pass to, to Cole Turner um, that was exactly where it needed to be, which was had pretty good coverage on it. Um, you know, I think his chemistry with his receiver so far has been pretty good. Um, we haven't seen too much of that from Terry yet just because you know, he's dealing with the turf toe. But him and Jahan have really developed quite a rapport. And you saw a little bit of that on Sunday. Um, so I think his ability to look past his mistakes, his ability to scramble also, I think is, is pretty impressive. Plus his ability to, to build a rapport with receivers. He hasn't really worked that much with, um, is, is really stood out to me. That's why I think pretty highly about what he could be somewhere down the road. Oh, well, I know Sam Howell, you know, he was sacked six times in week one. So how do you think that the commanders are going to really look to address that this week? Cause I know this Broncos defense really wants to work on their pass rush. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, those six acts have been a, quite a topic of discussion. In fact, I have a story coming out about about those six facts in general. Like, and you know, a lot of people will say that the offensive line was the cause of that, which isn't really the case. Uh, it's right. it's kind of when the sacks are that high, it's always on a variety of different people. Sam Howell took a couple of took credit for a couple of those. Um, and there was one on the offensive line. There was a slide protection that didn't go the way that they should have. But um, there was another play where uh, Sadiq Charles, our left guard, basically tripped because he got caught up in a, in a play with a, with a Brian Robinson, and mm -hmm. that led to getting a sack. Um, but, you know, I think this this deep, this deep line for Denver is obviously a big step up from what they saw in Arizona. I mean, yeah, Arizona had the effort, but not necessarily the talent to match that. Denver has both. 
And I think it's it's going to be quite the challenge to see how they react to it. And, you know, I th- really think that the offensive line is better than what people are giving them credit for for Washington. But I think if they, if they really want to match that, they really have to play well against a defensive line in Denver that is very hungry to, to, to show how good they really are. For sure. Well, I know head coach Sean Payton talked about the commander's defensive front uh, this week. He said they're just a really active in the run game. They're athletic. I mean, they're a handful. So can you just talk about some of those guys up front for you guys and what makes them such a dominant unit? Yeah, I mean, honestly, they were probably the number one reason why the commanders were able to pull back from being down 16 to 10 you know, in the closing Thanks. seconds third quarter and the, the biggest thing about them is yeah we've all known that they're talented right i mean we have four first rounders like there's no way they're not talented <laughs> but the thing is like they're actually all starting to work cohesively together and you saw that a little bit of that uh, in previous years year two is kind of the biggest regression from that where they were all sort of not not paying too much attention to their run discipline and mm-hmm. they're work being in the wrestling as much as they should now they're all playing as a concrete unit when you have players that are that talented playing all together it creates a lot of problems for a lot of offensive right. linemen um and i think you know the biggest the biggest player who did who played the most the well the mo- uh, most importantly is is uh is montez sweat who i mean had two st- two uh two forced fumbles there a sack and a half five tackles mm-hmm. uh, i mean the biggest thing with him is that you know, we the, the deep, Jack Del Rey has always been trying to tell his his deep linemen, look, we need you to finish, we need you to get there, we need you to finish plays, and you're finally seeing that from Montez Sweat. You saw it from Deron Payne and Doc Nell in years past, but now Montez Sweat is finishing the plays, which is big for him because he's always been there. He's always been a very talented rusher, but he hasn't had the sack to match the quarterback's hits, hits of the pressures. Mm-hmm. Now he's started to get that, and with a contract year coming up for him, I mean that's that he's playing very motivated. I mean, you can tell that, and it's it's very impressive to watch what he can do. Yeah, I think there'll definitely be a challenge for this offensive line on Sunday. Zach, I know Commander's head coach Ron Rivera talked about Sean Payton's offenses this week, just that they're really diverse. You know, he use a lot, utilizes a lot of his playmakers really well. So, like you mentioned before, I know the Commander's defense are, are coming off a really dominant performance, but how do you think they'll approach this week in this game plan? Well, you know, I'm still sort of watching the film from from where they played the Raiders last week. And, I mean, yeah, you're right. Ron Rivera has a lot of respect for what uh, Sean Payton has done. I looked back at their their records together, and, and while, while Sean Payton does have a one-game advantage over him, you know, <laughs> when he was the on Saints, they, right. most of their matchups were decided by, like, eight points or fewer. So it's going to be very competitive, and it looks like they're going to – they're going to rely on, you know, uh, knowledge of a system that uses a lot of, you know, running backs, a lot of play action, yeah. um, lot, a lot of, you know, getting the ball out to your to your best players. And, you know, I know with Jerry Judy out you know, last week, they did the best of what they could. You know, Samaj P. Ryan, a guy that Washington fans know pretty well, um, he he had some really good moments. Uh, you know, that running game in general, I think, I thought was looked pretty impressive to me. Um, and I know Dolce's being out is a, is a big blow, but I mean, I think Russell Wilson's still going to use his tight ends a lot. Um, and I think, you know, the, this defense has a secondary to match that. I mean, we have Cam Curl, who is so versatile and be able to play against tight ends like that. I think you you, ha- you feel pretty confident about your matchups with him. They also have a lot of speed on the outside with Emmanuel Forbes and Benjamin St. Juice has the size and quickness to match up against some of these, these slot options. I, th- I think they're going to come into the thing. They're going to be they're they're going to play close to the line of scrimmage, but also be aware of the fact that they can make big plays downfield because Russell Wilson still has the arm to do so. Uh, but again, like I, I think I think Washington is going into Denver feeling pretty good about what they can accomplish. 
The last one here for you, Zach. You know, I know the Commanders have lost three straight road games to the Broncos here in Denver, you know, as they continue to prepare for this road trip. Kind of mentioned this earlier, but what's been the feeling or the vibe around around the team in the locker room? Yeah, and you know, I'll even say further, like they've only won twice in in their in their all time series wow. with De- uh, at Denver. Um, so like that's I mean, gets to them. Yeah, yeah, I think the altitude gets to a lot of people there. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think they're going into it thinking that yeah, like again, like we said earlier, like yes, they won, and they're all happy that they won. But right. They're going into this. They're they're going into this thing. All right, this is the next level of of competition that we're going to be facing. Um, and I really do believe that they, they think they, they think they've got a chance for sure. Um, but they all acknowledge like, Hey, we need to play better because the 26 to 20 to 16 effort we gave against the Arizona Cardinals is not going to be good enough to, to beat the Denver Broncos who are, you know, perennially in playoff contention all the time with that really good defense they have. And now Russell Wilson finally starting to show a little bit of what he was whenever he's with Seattle. Um, so yeah, I think they're going into it realizing that yeah like they they're building some momentum but they're not quite there yet and i think they view it as a next another measuring stick stick for them to show how good they can actually be for sure well excited for the matchup this weekend zach appreciate you coming on the show yeah appreciate having me i can't wait to see you in denver and broncos fans don't forget paramount plus is your streaming home for every local nfl and cbs game this season visit paramountplus.com to start your free trial and stream russell wilson and the team as they battle the league's best Plus, get an all-access pass to 24-7 NFL content with CBS Sports HQ, Fantasy Football Today, NFL Slime Time, and more. And this year, Paramount Plus is your streaming destination for Super Bowl 58. Another action-packed Broncos season with NFL and CBS awaits. So stream Paramount Plus all season long from any device. Well, that'll do it for today's episode of Broncos Now. Broncos Country, thanks so much for tuning in. I'll meet you right back here on the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube tomorrow for a game preview. I'll see you all then.